Should put a rattlesnake in their mailbox. <laughs> right? I don't think we have a lot of rattlesnakes down here. Then it's a perfect cover. Nobody would ever suspect you. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? All right. Glad to be back on dry land. I am. Are you Kevin For Costner? Am I Kevin Costner? In Waterworld. Uh, no. No? No. You didn't grow gills? No. I would be in a much better movie than Waterworld. <laughs> Come on, it wasn't that bad. Sure. I think the story of Waterworld is worse than the story of making it is worse than the actual movie. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, the biggest problem was they they started without a a script, a completed script, and then it just fell apart with like weather and shit like that. But you know, anyway, glad to be back. Yes. Nice. Yes. Miss the humidity. <laughs> Miss the afternoon thunderstorms and the rude people in the Walmart. It's nice to be home. <laughs> uh, everything home should be, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, that's good. Yes. Ready for the next adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Which takes place in 11 days. Nice. <laughs> Well, that's good. Yeah. So how are you? I'm okay. You know, just yeah? working a lot. Well, that's good. Yeah, watching watching movies. I've been I've been so I how do I how do I say this without incriminating myself? Um I have obtained a couple of the master classes. Um Specifically okay. from from James Cameron and Martin Scorsese. Okay. And so I've been going back and watching old movies with a new perspective of things that they talk about in their master classes. And so, for some reason, um, I one of the things that I watched um, was the original Superman, the nineteen seventy eight Superman with Christopher Reeve. Okay. And just looking at like shot composition and lighting and all the things that go into like building a story because basically what I think it was James Cameron says is watch your favorite movies, but look for new things in them and look for camera movement and where they place the camera and how the lights set up in the shot. And, and you begin to notice things like, 99% of the time people are backlit in a shot. So the lights coming from behind them and the camera is facing the dark side of their face, things like that. So in that I decided to start watching all of the Superman movies. 
Okay. And we've talked about Superman 2 a lot. Um, but I started looking at the actual mechanics of the movie. And I don't know if you've ever noticed in Superman 2, but during the fight with Zod and his two henchmen in New York, I don't know if you've ever noticed the miniature people in the miniature shots. Mm, no. Go back and watch with the express intent of looking at the miniatures. It's some of the okay. funniest shit you will ever see that made its way into a Hollywood movie. Okay. Um, they are just little people that are like, they must be on little rods under the, the model. Okay. And while things are like flying past them, they're literal little stuck puppet things that are just moving in the opposite direction. It's really funny. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so I watched that. I watched Superman three, and then I made the mistake of watching Superman four. Is that the the quest for peace or whatever? Yes, that's where okay. Superman decides he's going to get rid of all the nuclear arms in the world and make it a safer place. And so Lex Luthor shows up. I don't know what size truck they backed up to Gene Hackman's house full of cash <laughs> to do this, but it's him and um. Um, oh, what's his name? The guy who played Ducky. John Cryer. John Cryer, who's now Lex Luthor on Supergirl, I guess. Yep. Um, he is Lex's nephew, Lenny. And. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's got like, like blonde tipped hair and he talks in a, in a California, you know, surfer dude accent. And uh, they decide that in order to defeat Superman once and for all, they take his DNA from a hair sample and they launch it into the sun and they create Nuclear Man. Right. And while that's bad enough, the dude that plays Nuclear Man is overdubbed by Gene Hackman. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he's got Gene Hackman's voice and they even, like, like pointed out he's like you have my voice and nuclear man says no you have my voice and like that's the level of like conversation between them okay it's really bad there's a love triangle between Clark and is it Margot Hemingway yes that's in it yeah um, and and Margot Kidder where Superman and Clark are on a double date with Lois and the other chick and he's got to keep flying out to to change like it's really bad it's super super fucked up and then you get to the really bizarre things like they recreate the um, Superman Lois flight at one point from Superman 1 yeah and he lets her go and she actually flies instead of just falling Okay. And then there's a sh- there's a scene where um Superman is having is having a um an outer space battle with Nuclear Man. And then Nuclear Man goes back to Earth and picks up Margot Hemingway and flies her out to space. And she's fine. Without a space suit Without, or yes, oxygen or Okay. To the point where they, there is a shot where Earth is way small in the back 
and Nuclear Man lets her go, and she falls and screams back towards Earth. Okay. And I was just like, I'm done. I I don't know whether I can finish this movie. <laughs> like they're suspending disbelief for superhero movies, but like right. then there's stupidity. And reading later on about Superman four that it was Christopher Reeves' big like foray into like writing and and actually having a story credit and it's like I'd be ashamed if this was like my movie wow and it's all shot in like England so it's not even like it's Manhattan like it's it's bad wow it's bad it it's truly what killed Superman for a generation Interesting. Well, if you want to see a really bad super movie, you should watch Supergirl with Faye Dunaway. I've seen it before. I've seen it once when I was a kid, and yeah, I I remember not liking it then, so I've never gone back to rewatch it. Uh, maybe you should revisit. Well, not if you're saying it's bad. Well, yeah, but I could be wrong. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Because it's got who, uh, Helen Slater in it? Helen Slater plays Supergirl. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I don't think I want to watch that. No? Okay. I mean, just the the poster doesn't look good. Okay. <laughs> IMDB gives it 4 out of 10, so no. No? No. All right. Although, let's see what it gave Superman for. The Quest for Peace got 3.5 out of 10. So they're saying Quest for Peace is worse than Supergirl. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, see, now you have to watch Supergirl again. I don't think so. No? No. Could be good. No. Come on. It's just, no, not after this. Not after Superman 4. Although it was interesting to see. So at one point Lex Luthor is. Has gathered like these arms dealers. And the whole idea is that. Once Superman has rid the world of nuclear weapons. They're just going to sell more nuclear weapons to the people that. Got rid of them. Okay. It's Jim Broadbent is one of the guys. Okay. Um, and if I said the name William Hootkins to you, do you know who that is? <laughs> uh, 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 Porkins? Yes. It's Porkins okay. from Star Wars. <laughs> okay. And Eckhart from um, Batman. Okay. So he's one of the arms dealers, too. And he's, like, way over the top with, like, a big... Um, it's either a big cigar or a big pipe or something. Doing their, their best, like, evil henchman thing. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's it's bad. I'm really surprised that they even made this. Oh, why? When you see the garbage that people make today, it's the same decision-making process. Hey, the first one made money. Yeah, but I mean, they were they were on a low from Superman 3 anyway. Yeah. The fact that somebody said, we'll give you more money to do this. But I guess the whole thing was like, you can't shoot it in the States. You're going to have to shoot it in in England. That is bizarre. Yeah. 
the guy whose name who who plays uh, Nuclear Man, his name is Mark Pillow. And wasn't he at Chippendales or something? Uh, I remember there was something weird about it. Like he had no acting experience. Yeah. Well, I guess he was like a bodybuilder or something. He, okay. He was a Chippendales dancer in, in Los Angeles, according to this. Okay. Um, but he was, he, they kind of like needed a muscular guy and out of the people they saw, he, they thought he was the most like photogenic, I guess. Okay. I mean, it's his only movie. He did a couple of like TV shows and stuff afterwards, but yeah, he's now a sales representative at Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits in Houston, Texas. Mm, Okay. (laughs) I mean, people go from real famous movies to like regular jobs all the time. Well, sure. I mean, Christy McNichol was sweeping hair in a beauty salon. (laughs) I just saw a thing on Reddit. Um, Have you ever seen Deliverance? Yes. You know, the kid that, that does the dueling banjo thing. The albino kid? Yeah. Yeah, he works at Walmart in um, somewhere in Texas, I think. Well, that just makes perfect sense, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, he looks really happy that somebody s- snapped a picture of him and said, hey, guess who this is? And he's grown into his face for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's working at a Walmart. Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. It's It's just shows you that like Hollywood is not for everybody. No, Hollywood is fickle. Yes. Very fickle. What a fickle bitch. <laughs> yes. What have you been watching? Anything good? Uh, I'm caught up on everything from this past week. Yeah. Um, I, I, have finished watching Flash for the season. Did you did you like the Star Wars episode? I mean the the lightsaber uh, lightning yes. thing at the end. Yes, I was like, what the hell? Uh, I mean, I I I still can't get over the Speed Force being his mother, and it's like, just just stop. Well, it just shows that they've they've outgrown their their they've out they've outstayed their welcome for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw pictures of that. I don't watch the show anymore, but I did see pictures, and I was like, okay, I they've run out of ideas for sure. Right. Yeah, but they got a season left. Is that official? Did they like announce? I don't think the- they've officially been canceled. They should be after this one. At the end, uh, Barry and Iris renew their vows. Jeez. Mm, and it's presided over by Cisco, <laughs> who's all dressed in black. And then he's got like a Star Labs thing, <laughs> you know, like tree square. Oh, okay. And it's like, what? Like a frock? No, 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 no. Just like the scarf thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like Cisco's done now, right? Well, is he? 
Well, I mean, that was the thing that he was leaving and that like the last the the season finale was going to be the last time you see Cisco. Yeah, well, honestly, is he going to get work? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, CW has is kind of stepping away from the superhero stuff, so the chances of him getting any kind of sequel work are slim to none. I mean, I feel like he's going to be in the same boat that um, David Ramsey's in. Uh, who has to come back and do guest spots on other Arrowverse shows to yeah be relevant? I mean, are you caught up with uh, with Superman and Lois? Uh huh. His little cameo in that, I didn't really understand why th- there was a need to even involve him. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it was like two minutes. And it was him basically pitching a fit because the DOD was using Argus Tech against Superman. Right. Okay. That could have been totally written out and saved you some time in that episode. Yeah. Plus, you know, Ramsey's contract. I guess. Totally unnecessary. You've got a, you've already got a black guy on the show. So, (laughs) you know. What gives? Well, because... You, you can't have more than one black person in Smallville. <laughs> well, because the, the, the black guy is no longer the threat. Yeah. He's now working with Superman. For the time being. Well, I mean, this last episode, Clark gave him the okay to kill him if necessary, so... Uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. I don't know, man. It's it's a weird universe that they've created in this. I'm kind of looking forward to it being over. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to watch. I know I know you're one of those complete I know I don't have to, but <laughs> I do. <laughs> and come on, there's not a lot on TV anyway, so it's not like I'm taking away from some other show. No, but I mean, there's other things to do with time than watch TV. There is? Yeah. Like what? Work on hobbies. Yeah. Can, it takes energy. You can watch movies that you haven't watched before. Yeah. There's got to be a group of movies that you've always said, oh, I've never seen that. And you you don't have time for it because you're watching all this stuff. Have you seen all the classic movies? Define classic. Citizen Kane? Yes. Taxi Driver? Yes. Okay. That's it? There's only two classic films? Well, no, but I mean, those are, those are like, you know, biggies of, of it. I mean, I'm sure there's ones in there you probably haven't seen, but I'm not going to go through them all. All right. Be that way. (laughs) Um, actually, I, I was kind of thinking about classic movies today yeah somehow i thought about elizabeth taylor okay and it's like oh you know i should probably watch like butterfield A's and who's afraid of virginia wolf and like you know before she was in the flintstones right 
Um, so, yeah, I might do that. I still have one season of uh, Stranger Things to finish, which will probably happen this week. Oh, and then, you know, at some point they're going to release the next season. Are they really? Well, yeah, there's another season coming. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I'll take your word for it. I tried. Uh, well, I I got I finally got through it all, but I I decided to watch The Irishman. Okay. And I think you said you've seen that, right? Uh, no, that's the big Pacino, Coppola, whatever. It's it's Scorsese and it's yeah um, Scorsese. That's it. It's his big. It it's the the latest gangster thing that he did. And it's the one where they de-age everybody. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's And it went direct to streaming? Like didn't Netflix buy it or something? So so it became it became a streaming thing, but um at the time Scorsese had said that um it's a movie and it's art, so you need to show it in a theater for at least a week. And I think they were trying to get Oscar contention, even though like lots of Netflix movies get Oscar nominations without it. Yeah. But he wanted to say that they had shown it in theaters, I guess. Well, isn't that like uh tennis? Yeah. Well, that was, that was Christopher Nolan saying that like it had to be seen on the big screen because it's art or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I am, I am firmly on the side of Nolan is not a good as, of a director as people think he is. I don't think he's as good a director as he thinks he is. No. And, and that's, that's his, his outlook on it is a little fucked up, man. Like the fact that he won't use visual effects unless it's absolutely necessary. And he still shoots on film and he cuts on a Steinbeck and he's not, you know, he, he doesn't want to use technology in any way to enhance his films is just total bullshit. I mean, if his stories were really compelling, then I could be like, I could see, well, okay, maybe he's got a point, but left to his own devices. He is one of those guys where you look at his, his original movies and you're like, this is just a clusterfuck. Even tenant. I don't know if you saw tenant. No, he, he, purposefully did the mix so you couldn't hear a lot of the dialogue. I, I remember that being one of the comments on it. And watching it, you're like, well, wait, no, what is he saying? What? No, I, I'm missing part of the conversation here. And then you're like, well, wait, what the fuck? And then you find out he purposely did it. And it's like, well, asshole, you, people need to understand what's going on in your, in your story. Right. Like you being artsy doesn't help that especially with all the other bullshit that he puts into it. But right. I wouldn't recommend tenant. I don't think it's that great of a movie. No, no. Okay. I liked interstellar, but like interstellar has a real muddy ending too. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not sophisticated enough to get it. That could be. 
that could be. You are just not the fan he's going for. And I'm okay with that. I don't I don't have to be the target audience for everybody. And I'm okay. I'll like the things I like. And you'll hate the things you don't? I hate is a, is a strong word. There are there are <laughs> movies that I don't like. I don't know okay. if I hate anything. Okay. Maybe The Last Jedi. Well, that's all right. They're going to be replaced in the canon anyway, so it <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, let Filoni take over. That's it. All yep. Those three movies are just a fever dream. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, okay, so even with The Last Jedi, I think that there is cool shots in it. I think that there are parts of it that are okay, but the stupidity outweighs the coolness to a lot of it. So I don't necessarily hate it, but it's not a movie that I'd ever rewatch. So, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. Mm, it doesn't. No? Okay. But it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> For what? Are you know. Are you a big Last Jedi lover? No. Mm, okay. Are you excited that Kevin Smith is making Clerks 3 next month? Uh, no. No? <laughs> no. I don't I don't get excited for anything Kevin Smith does. No, not except, even? Except maybe retire. Not even the new He-Man show? No. Although people have said they like it. I watched the first two, and yeah. it's not bad. It's it's pretty cool. Um, it's very nostalgic. It They really went out of their way. To make it look like the 80s cartoon. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm only two in, so I don't really know how much of the story will change. But, I mean, the first two are pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. He's the executive producer, so he directed... I think he directed the first one, at least. Um, but I don't really know how much the director of a cartoon has to say about like anything other than like voice direction. Okay. Um, cause I think like the animation supervisors really kind of take over after that. So I'm not really sure. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I was never really a He-Man fan. No, no. And the, the 80s movie they did with Frank Langella as Skeletor was horrible. Ah, uh, yes. the We're going to do a He-Man movie, but we don't have the the budget to actually set it on Eternia, so it'll be set right. in some city somewhere. Yes. Although Billy Barty was probably the best part of that. <laughs> as Orko? Is that his name? No, he was a new character. Oh. Um, He was some little... Um, goblin looking creature because you know you couldn't have a little person that didn't look like a dwarf or <laughs> or an elf or a leprechaun or something like that back right. in the 80s 
But that was a very young Courtney Cox. Yes. And um, the guy that ended up being um, Tom Paris in Star Trek Voyager was in it. Okay. Uh, Robert Duncan McNeil. Okay. Billy Barty played a character called Gwildor. Are you sure he wasn't auditioning for Willow? It might have. It, it probably led to Willow, right? When was this? This was 1987. Willow was before that, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it had to have been. Maybe he had the costume left over. Uh, Willow was 1988. Oh, next so, year. Okay. So Masters of the Universe was before that. Hmm, okay. Although I do think Masters of the Universe was one of the first films to ever have a post-credit sequence. There was. Yeah. What was it? Um, it was Skeletor popping his head back up out of like wherever he had fallen into and made some kind of like I'll be back type thing. Uh. I didn't say it was good. I'm just saying it was one of the first. <laughs> It also had James Tolkien in it. Okay. From Back to the Future. Hmm. But I mean, if you look, let me. Masters of. Um, the new cartoon does have an impressive cast list. It's got Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller in it. It's got Lena Headey in it. Mark Hamill. Diedrich Bader. Liam Cunningham. Justin Long, Henry Rollins, Stephen Root. Stephen Root is cringer. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's got an impressive cast for for you know being a Netflix Kevin Smith project. Yeah. Maybe they're I mean, trying it looks, to revitalize. It looks to be the a step line. up from. The uh, the old eighties cartoons. Yeah, but it's it's very much meant to be the nostalgic vision, mm. the Kevin Smith's you know childhood. Okay. So you know who does he get to be Skeletor? His favorite from his childhood, Mark Hamill. Right. And Mark Hamill's not turning down any work right now. So. Yes. <laughs> well, good for him because you know. He's had it dry up before, so... Well, I mean, he just spent a couple of months in, like, Siberia or something with, um... Was it Siberia? Serbia? Siberia? Something like that? Serbia. With Burt Kreischer, the comedian, mm -hmm. making a movie? Yeah. So, you know. Whatever Mark wants to do, I guess. Have you caught up with the Bad Batch? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I I only had two episodes that I hadn't seen. Okay. The ones that came after they they uh, went to Ryloth. Right. And then they went back to Ryloth. Right. And then 
Infestation was the last one I saw. Yeah, I was not a big fan of that one. No? No. It felt like there was no reason for it. Well. I mean, and I don't know how many episodes are actually doing of Bad Batch, but they've done really well so far, and then all of a sudden this last one just kind of hit a wall. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I liked them giving the whole backstory of of Hera, but it's like, okay, so are you going to continue with Rebels, or <laughs> you just throwing this in there? Uh, yeah, it it just seemed like, hey, who can who who would be around that we can bump into? And it's like, oh, well, you know, we've never properly given Hera a backstory. Okay, right. You know, they're going to run into Ezra Bridger's parents somewhere. You know, well, they could. On Lothal. I just I uh, I think they need to, like, tell their own stories. Yeah. I mean, and I thought the Hera thing was going to be a one and done. But then, like, they came back the next week and I was like, uh, OK. Yeah. And she's got an accent she doesn't have in Rebels. <laughs> I was I was trying to figure that out whether or not she had that in Rebels. Yeah, no. Okay. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't get the same actress and then just try to make her sound younger. Vanessa Marshall? Yeah. Well, yeah, cuz she's she's played kids before. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's usually they try to hang on to all the actors, so I'm not really sure why they wouldn't. Oh no, she did voice it. She did. Yeah. Really. Yeah. According to that, according to IMDb. Okay. Well, maybe as she's ages, she loses the accent. I guess. I mean, her parents still have the weird accent. Yeah. Being around Kanan all that time, he's like, I can't take you seriously with the accent. <laughs> Just get rid of it. She also voiced Gamora in the Guardians of the Galaxy TV show. Yeah. She does a lot of character voices <laughs> whenever I look at voiceover artists IMDB I'm always like I haven't heard a half of these shows but you know they've done like you know 500 episodes or something and it's like where, where where was that like apparently she did voices on a show called pig goat banana cricket <laughs> that's a classic Chris come on she did something called Mom's Raisin. A series of porn. A series of absurd interwoven stories about four friends and roommates 
Uh, naive, naive pig, bohemian goat, selfish banana, and mad scientist cricket. And it was on Nickelodeon. Hmm. Also featured a beaver named Sleazy Beave, <laughs> who debuted in the episode Fudge Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Something just tells me this wasn't really meant for kids. Uh, yeah, it might have been like the nighttime Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. She also did something called Sim Bionic Titan, which I don't know where this aired. Three young alien beings with the ability to form a giant robot warrior attempt to blend into suburbia, all while battling the tyrannical forces that ravage their homeworld. Also starred Tara Strong and Brian Posehn. <laughs> well. And John DiMaggio. Because John DiMaggio's in everything. All they need to do is add Vic Mignona. And you'll have everybody. Okay, so so Sim Bionic Titan stars Tara Strong, Kevin Thomas, Toms, Toms, Brian Posehn, John DiMaggio, Tim Russ from Star Trek, uh, Carrie Walgreen, Will Friedel. Um, Not Will Friedel. Yeah, Tom Kenny, James Arnold Taylor. <laughs> Like there's just this like this small circle of voiceover actors that they're just plugging into every single show. Yeah. And then well. they go sound different. <laughs> you think there'd be room for new voiceover talent though? I think it'd be fun to do voiceover. You think? Yeah. Why not? Apparently there was a video game for Galaxy's Edge? Yes. Oh. I think it was on, was it on Oculus? I don't know. Vanessa Marshall also did a voice in that too. Yes, she was a Jedi in that. Yes. She's listed for Star Wars Rogue One. Because uh, the ghost, yeah, the ghost is seen in the battle. Hera's ship. Oh, that's right. And there's like a voiceover or something. Yes, yes. She's calling out something like over the loudspeakers on, on Yavin. Weird. Oh, but apparently that's not what her role was. No? She played Wona Goban. Wona Goban? <laughs> yeah, rebel pilot. Oh, maybe she had like a quick yes. cameo or something. She did a Filoni. But <laughs> why, why would it be listed under additional and not as an actress? 
I don't know. Like, that's the weird part. Yeah. So have you checked out any of the um, American Horror Stories anthology? No. No? No. I've I've kind of given up on Ryan Murphy. Have you? Yeah. Oh. After Ratchet. Oh. Ratchet did it for you, huh? Ratchet did it for me. Oh. Yeah. I'm just done with it. <laughs> I mean, all of his American Horror Story is the same stuff, and it's got these weird sexual overtones and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was wonder, wondering you, whether or not it was worth watching. Uh, I would say no. Because <laughs> it, it looks like it's got some pretty cool stories. I mean, there's a, um, I guess uh, Matt Bomer's in it, in at least one episode, and I've always liked him and the stuff that he's done. Um. Didn't know he was also it. in. I think he was also an American Horror Story. Was he? Like the, one of the seasons. Oh. I think. I don't remember. I mean, he's awesome in Doom Patrol. Yeah. So, you know. I want to say he was like Zachary Quinto's boyfriend or something. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was the 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 guy all dressed in rubber. Oh, was he? Okay. Well, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. He was in several episodes of Chuck. Yes. And The Guiding Light. Well, that's where everybody starts, right? Exactly. Lots of lots of famous people started on soap operas. It's always interesting too because they they talk about like I guess there are people that stay on soap operas for like years and years and years. And young actors talk about how like it's a great acting class because you're doing so much material every single day. Right. And, you know, they're shooting, they're shooting, you know, like 13, 14 hour days, five days a week. And you have to keep your level up the entire time. So it's a really good, like teaching. So a lot of the guys that come out of that have a different persona on set because they've come from those like, they're easier to work with because you know, if they're going to change something, they're just like, all right, let's go to where like actors that came up differently or like whiny little bitches and stuff. Yeah. I forget who I was listening to a podcast about. Maybe it was, was it William Zabka who had done some work on a, on a series like that? Maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. I listen to so many podcasts now. I don't recall. I don't remember. No. No. Why not? Because I'm old. Oh. Oh. 
dementia my, setting in. My memory's failing. Uh-oh. So you had to, like, put post-its all over the house so you remember what room you're in? Yes, exactly. Bought a label <laughs> maker just for that. Your name is Chris. This is the toilet. It's not a fountain you drink <laughs> out of. <laughs> uh, I marked that one too late then. Oops. Lapping it up like a dog with my head in the toilet. <laughs> oh, look, here's water. But you'll always be older, so it's all right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So have you watched anything else recently? Um. Have you been catching up on? No, I watched Cruella. Yeah, what'd you think? I liked it. Did you? I did. I liked all the throwbacks to the original movie. You know, the that if if you knew, you knew. But if you didn't know, it was okay. You know, like Chorus and Jasper right. talking, and, and one of them goes, you ever notice that, that dogs start to look like their owners? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a scene straight out of the animated film. Right. Um, I wanted the Baroness to be more over the top. Okay. I think the funniest scene with her was towards the end when they're getting ready for the big gala. And one of the security guys has uh, a taser. Okay. And she grabs it away from him and then she tases him. And then the, the maid is walking by and she like zaps the maid. <laughs> and she's like, I could do this all day. <laughs> Um, but I thought it was really, really well done. It it was respectful to the original source. Yeah. Down to Roger singing the song at the end. Um, I think the reveal that that Pongo and Perdita, the two dogs from 101 Dalmatians, were gifts to them from Cruella. Okay. Um didn't care for Anita being black and being a journalist. Okay. Um, because in the original film, she and Corella are old schoolmates. Oh, okay. Um, also thought it was kind of cool that Glenn Coase was close, was one of the producers. Oh, okay. So it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, you're, you're respecting the source material and, and how is That's Emma nice. Stone? I really liked her. Yeah? I did. I liked uh, her her uh, her transformation from Ella into Cruella. Okay. Or Estella into Cruella. So, yeah, it was good. I'd recommend it. Okay. Is it free on Disney Plus now? Uh, no. No? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. No. But I was someplace where... Oh, you were able, able to watch to it. See it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Have not seen Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch. Have not seen... Black Widow? Black Widow yet. 
it's not really a priority for me. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be, right? Right. It's filler <laughs> in the Marvel Universe. It's just filler. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Mark Strong was in Corella too. Who? Mark Strong. Is that? He's been in everything. He was in, um, what would you know him in? Did you see Shazam? Uh, no. Uh, the, um, did you see Kingsman? Yes. He was Merlin. Mm, which character was that? He's like the gadget guy. I think. Oh, he's the guy who's who. Okay, yes, I know who he is. Yeah, he's he's in like everything. He was in Kickass. He's been in a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. He was Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie, the Ryan oh. Reynolds one. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's got a he's, he's got a deep um IMDb of stuff that he's done. Okay. He's always a good actor, so. Interesting to see that he did Cruella. A lot of British artists, actors in that movie. Because that's obviously where they filmed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you can't really swing a dead cat in, like, Disney stuff today without hitting um, British and Australian actors like did you did you happen to catch the the assembled episode for Loki uh, no I haven't watched that yet so um, there's like Owen Wilson is maybe the only American in the cast oh okay when you start seeing interviews with everybody, the director was, was English. Tom Hiddleston is English. Um, Renslayer and B-15 are both from England. Mm. Um, like everybody in the cast but Owen Wilson. And you're like, okay. holy shit, okay. <laughs> so, you know, they're kind of taking over. The actor who played Roger is Nandor in What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> and I guess the woman was like hosting one of those British Bake Off shows. Okay. And the other guy's doing commercials too. Whatever his name is. You know, him. <laughs> that guy. Matt Berry. Matt Berry. Okay. Matt Berry. Can't say I've seen anything else he's done. (laughs) At all. No? Nope. Nope. Wait, which one? Matt Berry? Matt Berry. You're going to make me look up Matt Berry, aren't you? M-A-T-T? There we go. It was taking forever to pop up, so... You haven't seen Sponge the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run? No. No? Never. 
Uh, what about Christopher Robin? Nope. No? Uh, you didn't watch the community TV show? He did an episode of that. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't remember seeing him. <laughs> Snow White and the Huntsman? I have not seen it. No? Okay. Fine. Whatever. He did a TV short called Svengali? Nope. No? Nope. I mean, I'm really rooting for this guy, but I haven't seen any of it either. You are, but yeah, nothing. Nope. Uh-uh. Oh, it's not a baking show. It's a flower show <laughs> called The Big Flower Fight. The, the, the Big Flower Fight? Yes. Ten pairs of florists, sculptors, and garden designers face off in a friendly floral fight to see who can build the biggest, boldest garden sculptures. Oh, so it's it's the Lego show, Lego Masters, but with flowers. Gotcha. Yes. We're making it or Great British Bake Off without the baking. Somebody did a um, a comparison between English or British and American TV shows and they, they used MasterChef as the example and they showed the the opening scene of the British MasterChef and it's the chefs being welcomed into the kitchen by the three judges and find a space and unpack your knives or whatever and get ready. And then they show the American version and it's, it's all of this, the wannabe chefs standing outside and a helicopter flies over and the helicopter lands and there's fireworks behind it. And out comes the three judges and they're all hooting and hollering for the judges. And it's like, yeah, that's why other countries hate us because it's big and spectacle and wasting a bunch of money. Right, just for a fucking TV show, and I I cannot stand the editing on reality shows in America. No, that whole like we're gonna come back from commercial and we're gonna show you the last five minutes of what you just yeah. watched thing. It's like you know I was thinking of that. Have you watched Behind the Attraction on Disney Plus? No, I haven't. There's a lot of that. Uh, why? There's a there's a lot of going back and showing the same footage over and over and again and it's like really you have such little content to show yeah somebody thought it'd be a good idea yep and so they were like but we only have like 10 minutes worth of footage well I'll just keep replaying I, it that'll like, make 45 minutes a show like the news you know right when they've got five shots and they just they're talking over them and you just see them over and over and over oh <sighs> Yeah. I think that's why I don't watch a lot of reality TV anymore. I don't. I, I have been watching Making It with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. Okay. Just because I think they're they're funny together. They've got a good chemistry. He's very deadpan. And what's the, what's the show about? It's crafting. Okay. It's a competition. But it's a... It's a nice competition 
Like if you lose, you don't like get thrown off the show. You go to their, they, they keep showing Nick and Amy at like their cottage and you go and you get a job at the cottage and it might be like, you know, being the beekeeper or <laughs> weird shit like that. Okay. And they earn patches for their coveralls. <laughs> But it's it's funny shit. Like they had they did, um, I forget what the whole thing was. But one of the Amy and Nick scenes was having Nick identify whether it was a snack or a craft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they've got all this weird shit, and he's like, you know, there's like this looks like it's a a Play-Doh rose, and he's like, you know, bites into it, and he's like. Mm, I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, he ends up biting the arm off of a of a off a um a Nutcracker figure. Nice. But yeah, it's 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 amusing. Okay. It's light summer fair. <laughs> well, I mean, now that you can't watch the diarrhea show anymore. Well, never could. No. I'm surprised somebody just didn't find a way to snatch that up and start airing it. Well, you got to figure they they're gonna want their money back. The the diarrhea people. Yeah, like like they've obviously set money into like set design and you know making however many episodes they made. I don't know. Based on the footage I saw. Oh, really? It doesn't look like they spent a lot of money at all. Oh. <laughs> Looks like they found a hill, dug a trench, put down a piece of plastic, <laughs> and then gave people diarrhea. Oh, okay. Never mind. So, yeah. it. <clears throat> Maybe they can just abandon it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't think I'm watching anything new this summer. No? No. I've actually been trying to catch up with series that I've missed in the past from, like, not having HBO. Okay. So I I went through The Sopranos because, you know, I'm from New Jersey, so you're required by law to at least watch The Sopranos once. Right. So I watched all that. Um, And now I'm on to The Wire. Okay. Because The Wire is touted as like one of the best TV shows ever. Is what, is what I've read. So okay. I'm a season into that. So I don't really like, you know, not having cable or anything. I mean, did you, I, I haven't watched any of the Olympics. So, you know, it's not really my thing. But I mean, did you watch like the opening ceremonies or anything? Um, No. No. It looked pretty boring, so I just didn't bother. I mean, there's no crowd. They've decided last minute not to to have anybody in the stands for anything, so it seems very quiet. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's never real, uh, never really a big Olympics person anyway. No. No. I mean, the opening ceremonies and the closing ceremonies are usually, um pretty impressive but I just have no interest this year yeah I feel like there's just other things that they could be spending money on besides the Olympics 
Well, that's for sure. You mean like, you know, sending billionaires into space? Oh, God, no. No? No. You know, how about using all that money, too, and doing something good with it? Like, you know, I forget. Was it Bezos or Branson who said that they wanted to go to space to get a different perspective on life? Yes, that was Bezos. Bezos, well, why don't you walk through like a child oncology floor? Yes, yes. Or go follow like homeless A working people. mom trying yeah. to do three jobs, yes. Yeah, like such bullshit of like, we're going to spend money just to spend money. And it's like, no, you could be helping people. So, again, like how many people in, where are they, Japan, Tokyo? Is it Tokyo that they're doing Japan. the Olympics in? Yes. How many how many people in Japan are hurting because of COVID? Like, all you're doing is bringing problems in with the Olympics. So just go do something else with that money. Put it back, you know. I know they've canceled it once already, but who cares? Just seems like a waste. I don't know. There's so much they could do with the amount of money they spent on that bullshit. Yeah. But hey, let's make sure they get tax breaks. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what's important. Of course. Let's give big companies $58 million tax breaks for moving their business to the state. Yeah, I mean, why tax the rich? You know, let's tax all the little people. That's right. I'll never understand that. But I'm not meant to. Uh, neither am I. Just going to live quietly. My own little hell. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, you know. Let's see what happens. Well, that's good. <laughs> it is what it is, right? Shit's never going to change. But does it have to be? It doesn't have to be, but it that's the way it's going to be. Okay. Whether we like it or not. Okay. Because we don't have a choice. The more we want there to be change, the more you get idiots in the office that want to change it for the wrong reasons. And then you get Matt Gates and fucking that other <laughs> stupid chick. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Being forced to wear the mask is something the Nazis would do. <sighs> yeah, no. No? No. <laughs> <sighs> fucking idiots, man. But, I mean, what do you expect from racist assholes, right? The white privilege is just on display. Right. I mean, and I don't think anybody has a more punchable face than Mark Gates. Oh, God. Right? No. Matt Gates. Matt Gates, yeah. The human version of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yep, but that's what we got, so... (laughs) 
Sorry. Well, you know, whatever. There's nothing you can do about it. Nothing at all, Chris. Did you see the video of the guy confronting Tucker Carlson? Um, I, I saw that there was a video. Yeah. I have not seen said video. It's pretty funny. Yeah. He, I guess he walks up to him and, and he just basically is like, look, I just need to tell you, you were one of the worst human beings that have ever walked this planet. <laughs> and, and, you know, Tucker Carlson's trying to be all cool. And I guess he didn't want this dude yelling at him in front of his daughter. And he's like, I don't give a shit that she's here. Like right? the shit that you've done to these families and to America. And like Tucker Carlson's trying to walk away and the guy's just like getting in his face. I was like, good. This is what needs to happen. People need to confront these assholes out in the wild, make their lives miserable. But that's happened before. Yeah. That, um, oh, what was his name? He's dead now, which is a good thing. <laughs> uh, conservative radio talk show, not Rush Limbaugh. Was it Glenn Beck? No, Glenn Beck's still alive. Oh, Maybe? he's still alive? I don't know. I mean, you kind of wish it, he was dead, but I think he's still alive. Are you sure it's not Rush Limbaugh you're talking about? No, I know it's not Rush Limbaugh. Oh. Anyway, the, whoever this talk show host was, he went to the 4th of July, and this was years ago, yeah. 4th of July event. Um, in D.C. Okay. And people heckled him. Okay. And he went on the radio crying about how horrible it was that, you know, people were, were harassing him in public with his family. And it's like, oh, go to hell. <laughs> Just go to hell. But, I mean, all these people are spreading horrendous fucking information anyway. So I think it they're fair game. It was Glenn Beck. Was it Glenn Beck? Is Glenn Beck dead? Uh, I don't know, but this was back in 2011. Oh, oh, it, oh, he Oh, it wasn't Fourth of July. It was a summer movie in the park in New York City. Oh well, New Yorkers don't care one way or yes. the other. Glenn Beck fought back tears on his TV show, claiming he and his family were hassled at an outdoor movie in New York City's Bryant Park. <laughs> Aww. Beck alleges that after the crowd turned ugly, their night of fun quickly became a nightmare. Then go home. Time to go home. <laughs> he said, wow, does anybody have a rope? Because there's a tree here. You could just lynch me. <laughs> He's probably lucky they didn't. Yeah, well... Oh, I guess he is still alive. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> but last year he said he would die to save America from COVID. Okay. So he's unreliable too, is what you're saying. Well, he's a Republican. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Exciting times we live in, Chris. Yep. Exciting times. Yep. World's on fire. 
the western United States is under a monsoon watch. Yeah. You can you can see the ash from, and the haze from the New York fires. I mean from the LA fires in New York. Yep. Yeah. Good times. Yep. Europe's underwater. The whole world Make is just America great again. Going the shit, man. Yep. Yay. But what if that's what we really need? What <sighs> if we just need to start over? Okay, Noah. Well, I'm not. I'm. Go ahead. I'm not saying like that. I'm not saying. I mean, because I do. I do agree. I think there's a point where you have. I. Uh, I think the purge movies are a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm saying like not. Not necessarily have to kill everybody, but be in a position where society needs to start over and take all the people that were in charge and just like shoot them in the space or something and then just deal with filling that gap. Maybe that's what we do is, is these billionaires are actually plotting to send the horrible people into space and then having the ships malfunction. I mean, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? That'd be that'd be amazing. I just think the Earth is trying to tell us that our time is up and it's going to start over with or without us. Right. And, you know, I think all the shit in Europe and all the shit here is just proof that, like, it's coming sooner than later. So buckle up, folks. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. Have you seen the Hunger Games? <laughs> I mean, the air's trying to kill us. Right. You're, uh, the world is burning. It's just out of control. Mm-hmm. Although I did laugh. Um, there is a heat wave going on it, where you just were in England. Uh-huh. Um, and people were like... Uh, there were these extreme weather hazards going out. And so I looked it up and they're all upset because it's 90 degrees. Yeah. And I was like, that's like six months out of the year here in South Carolina. That's 10 months out of the year in Florida. Yeah. But you gotta understand, I mean, where it's happening in the UK, the UK doesn't get to be 90. Right. And, and they don't you know, have air conditioning lucky if and it's, shit. Exactly. Yes, but it is it is a little hard to take at times when like people are are upset about stuff and it's like oh so you've never been out of your country huh? <laughs> Come hang out in Nevada. When did you move to Nevada? Well, I've been to Nevada. You have? Yeah, I've been to have Vegas. You moved there? No. Oh. But I've been to Vegas at very hot times. Have you now? Yeah. But it's a dry heat. <laughs> different i i personally think that the best place to live in the country is probably um if you could afford it san francisco really yeah because like all those a couple of months ago was it when like there was that extreme heat wave out west and like it was 115 degrees from seattle all the way down to like mexico san francisco was still at 70 degrees Oh, so I feel like maybe like that is the place if you can afford to move there would be like the best weather. Okay. 
I've been there too. It's really nice. Yeah. Super expensive though. Yes. Our friend Dave used to live there. Yes. Well, San Francisco adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) Not in San Francisco per se. In the vicinity. Yeah, I I can't imagine having the money to live in San Francisco. So today's high in San Francisco on the 25th of July is 62 degrees. Wow. The 10-day forecast uh, maxes out of a high over the next 10 days of 71. Okay. All the other days is below that. And that happens on Tuesday. It sounds like a great place to live, weather-wise. But, like you said, you have to live San Francisco adjacent because there's no way to live there without being a millionaire. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's getting to be next to impossible to live anywhere without being a millionaire. Well, that's true. That's true. I keep getting all these... um, emails and voice messages and stuff from realtors seeing if I want to sell my house. Yes. Because now is the time. Apparently you can get like one of the houses up the street sold for like half a million dollars or something. Holy shit. And I was like, and the the house is like smaller than mine. It's probably got newer shit inside, but you know, whatever. Um, so I was like, okay, I sell it. Then, then what do I do? I've got to buy a house or I have to live somewhere else. Right. You're not going to make enough money. Yeah. You're not going to make enough money from the sale to make a down payment to live comfortably again. So I was like, what the fuck, man? So I'm, I don't understand the housing market either. It's crazy. It's very crazy. Cause I've had friends be like, Oh, we're looking at selling our house. And I'm like, then what? Oh, buy another house. Yeah. But you're going to be charged more. Because the housing market is that way. Right. So I, maybe I'm just dumb. Maybe I don't understand the way that the world works. But, you know, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Well. I like not knowing that stuff. (laughs) You know, whatever. All right. You got anything else for this week? (sighs) No. No? All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Goo goo. <laughs> Mbatha raw. <laughs>